Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. There are new warnings that have come out that deal with Hamas, as well as Islamic extremists calling for jihad and terror all over the world during the Islamic holy month of Ramadan. This coming as more people have come across our southern border than at any other time in history. And more people have come across our southern border that are on the terrorist watch list than we've ever seen before. We had more than a 100 people come across the border in a two-month period that were on the terrorist watch list that were caught. That does not count any of the gotaways that were on the terrorist watch list that are in the interior of this country. But what we now know is this. Leaders of the major Palestinian terror group have now called for Arab states and cells around the world, in and outside the Muslim world, I'm quoting, to engage in terror during the Islamic holy month of Ramadan. In America, we've had to have major concerns and worries over lone wolves. We've seen this, whether it be at the Dramahamid event, And the attack on a school board in Texas. We've seen this, uh, for example, at a church in Houston just a few weeks ago with the woman who was a shooter having pro-Palestine on her AR-15 as she went into a Christian church to kill as many people as she could. Thank goodness there were good guys with guns who were there and stopped her before the carnage got out of control. But we've had to worry about the lone wolves. We've had to worry about them on military bases. We've had to worry about them uh, on attacks on Army Reserve offices. We've had to worry about them at different random places in this country. And we've had to deal with a lot of them since 9-11. They come and go in different spurts. And sometimes we see more of them. Sometimes we see less, depending on what's happening and what's going on around the world. 
I'm going to have more about this in just a second that deals also with more lies coming from the Biden White House. But first, let me tell you about my friends at Patriot Mobile. For 10 years now, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Why would you care about that? Because Big Mobile is giving big donations right now to hardcore leftist causes, organizations, candidates. Those include Planned Parenthood. If you're like me and you're tired of giving your money to corporations that are literally fighting against your family values, then switch to Patriot Mobile. When I look down at my cell phone in the top left, it says Patriot. And I know with every text and with every phone call, I'm standing with a company that protects my values but also gives back to what I believe in. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech. You're supporting religious freedom. You're supporting and advocating and donating to protect the sanctity of life in this country. Because 5% of your bill every month goes back to conservative causes that you help choose to support. We're talking about causes like protecting our Second Amendment rights, supporting our military, our veterans, our wounded warriors, and our first responder heroes, just to name a few. Is switching easy? You better believe it. You can keep your same cell phone number you have right now, keep your same cell phone, or upgrade to a new one. Plus, Patriot Mobile also is going to give you free activation right now when you use the promo code BEN. All you got to do is call them, 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Get rid of that woke phone company you have right now and switch to Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Ferguson or 972-PATRIOT. Now, the reason why I say that we've had to deal with the lone wolves and those inspired, the Boston Bombers, would be another example of this. There have been quite a few extremists, but they were lone wolves. Things are different now in America, and there's the real possibility of a actually organized terrorist attack like we saw in Israel or a organized terror attack, which we saw on 9-11. Now, since 9-11, we've done an unbelievable job of keeping terrorist attacks big terrorist attacks organized terrorist attacks from happening many of them we have actually stopped there have been other attacks that we've seen and by the grace of god they didn't work for example like the Times square bomber or the seattle needle bomber for example we've gotten lucky sometimes and some of the bombs haven't gone off and tips have come in at the very last moment but we've been unsuccessful as well the boston bombing is a great example of that But what's changed is now you have terrorists that we know are coming across our southern border. There are large numbers of men, military age men, coming coming from countries which are hotbeds for terrorism and also hate America. We have witnessed that recently. And that is why this year's call for terror seems to be very different in tone than in years past, where it was mostly saying those that want to stand with us. We've had attacks in this country that people have done them, and they've said that they did them in the name of of ISIS, right? It's still a lone wolf-style attack. It's not an organized attack by people that have come into this country illegally. It's people that are hardened or indoctrinated over the Internet. Now we have to worry about a genuine an authentic terrorist attack that is organized and could have been trained for outside of the United States of America because of our open, porous border. Now, this is not my concern. This is now the concern of the FBI. 
It's also the words on uh, deep, you know, the dark web chat rooms and different things about inspiring actual people that are coming into this country and other countries to engage in organized terror during the Islamic holy month of Ramadan. This, even as the Biden administration aims for Ramadan truce in Gaza, the Jerusalem Post reporting on Sunday, quote, Palestinian Islamic Jihad is calling for Ramadan to be a month of terror, quote unquote, and seeks to escalate attacks in the West Bank and Gaza. In a recent speech, Abu Hamzai, the spokesman for the PIJ's And the brigade said he wants Arab countries in the region and pro-Iranian groups to continue to, quote, unify various arenas and fronts against Israel. This is the latest indication, the Jerusalem Post reports, that terror groups plan to seek an escalation in hostilities over the next month, obviously in Israel, but also around the world. Hamza's remarks were published by... Several of the pro-terror news channels. One of them is a pro-Iranian and frequently uh, news channel and frequently highlights Hamas and Hezbollah attacks in a positive light. The terror group's comments are also linked to those made by Hamas leaders who are now calling for an escalation of hostilities during Ramadan. Ramadan, by the way, is set to begin on March the 10th. So look down at your calendar. We're about a week away. That is when the new moon heralds the arrival of the new month of the lunar calendar. And that is when they say it is time to unleash holy war. Arab and Muslim states have fought many wars, by the way, on Ramadan. Notably, Yom Kippur War of 1973, when Egyptian soldiers broke their fasts and crossed the Suez Canal. The Biden administration, however, is treating Ramadan with great care, describing it as a traditional time of peace and hoping to fashion a hostage release deal before it begins. This is how out of touch with reality they are, even when it comes to dealing with terrorism. Last week, for example, the White House National Security spokesman John Kirby said in an exchange with reporters at the White House, and I'm going to quote, here was the question. Thank you so much, John. I'll start with Israel, then move on to Ukraine. You just said it's not about trying to beat the clock to Ramadan in terms of a ceasefire, but how concerned is the administration about the possibility of escalation during Ramadan, during this holy month, and how, you know, it's going to be seen for U.S.-backed troops to be attacking Muslims? Response from the White House from Mr. Kirby, quote, we're mindful of the sensitivity, of course, around the month of Ramadan and the import, the spiritual importance of that, too, to the to the Muslim world. Of course, we understand that, quote unquote. He then went on to say, quote, what we don't want us, we we want to see this temporary ceasefire in place as soon as possible. And again, if we can get the agreement for several weeks, it would take you through Ramadan anyway. Wow. So this administration is saying, we know that Ramadan is usually a time of violence when extremists get involved, but we're not going to warn you about that. We're going to act like Ramadan is a time of, of peace, even though it's clearly not for the extremists in the Muslim world. And then he says the clock it, it, that we're worried about is is the hostages. 
We can only assume that they are being held in abhorrent conditions and that their health is at risk, their lives are at risk. We want to get them back out as soon as possible, he says. By the way, there's last count 134 hostages that are still unaccounted for that have been taken by Hamas. Yet the world is acting like we need a ceasefire while they're holding 134 hostages. Let that sink in. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to also play for you, and I want to go back to this warning. And this is when I say, believe the terrorists when they tell you that they want to do this. Believe the terrorists when they say they want to create anarchy. Believe the terrorists when they say they want to kill innocent women and children. Believe the terrorists. These are the same terrorists that cut off the heads of infant children. Okay, but like, believe the terrorists. When they tell you they're going to terrorize you, when they cook babies, when they cook babies in ovens for sport, I had a meeting this week, um, and there's some that I can talk about. There's parts of it I can't, but I will tell you that I had a meeting with uh, leaders from Israel, and I have seen the some of the videos of the attack of that day. 
videos that have not been made public that are the most horrific things I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was absolutely brutal what happened. Uh, barbaric on a way that I honestly can't even describe it to you. Um, it made me physically ill to watch not just the attacks from their own cameras, from their own view, but also to see that level of evil and the excitement of that level of evil. Um, knowing that they were killing babies and, and, and being excited about killing those babies. Hearing the phone calls of them calling home and telling uh, these younger men, telling their family members on the phone in recordings that they were, um, they had just killed seven people, four people, five people. Who does that? Ser serious question. Like, like who, who does that? Who in their right mind does that? Calls home to tell their family members, their parents who are then celebrating them for killing 70 and 80 year old people or three and four and five year old or six month year old children. They did this for sport. They did this, well, let's be clear. They did this because they're jihadist extremists and it's part of their, they believe their religion, their faith, right? But some of them, you could just see the barbarism, the, the, the just pure psychotic nature of these people who were, who, who genuinely enjoyed killing people. This pilgrimage of death. And I met with them, um, to see the, the, the and hear about the hostages. And I'm trying to use my words wisely because, as I said, some of it I cannot talk about. But what I can tell you is there were many of the people that were taken that looked like they were um, the age of your great-grandparents. We're talking about 80-plus-year-old people. People that couldn't even fight back that, are, that, that were just having a hard time probably getting out of their chair. And they took them hostage for no other reason but to just torture them. And to kill them. These people that were taken hostage, the 100 and 134 that are still being held, that they hope are alive, are being tortured, are being raped, are being beaten, are being starved to death, uh, are being beaten for sport. And I want you to understand, they look like your family members. They look like your daughters. They look like your sons. Okay, they, they, they look like them. I, I am, when you, when you look at the, the book uh, of the people that were taken, when you look at their faces, um, and I, I looked at them in, in the Israeli consul, and they were on the wall, and I'm sitting there, and I see people that look like my family. That's maybe the only other way to even describe it. Like, I, I look at them, and I see them, and I'm like, this, th this is my kids. This is my family. This is... This is what my dad and my wife and my mother and my children and my friends look like. And when you see that and you see how innocent they were, you know, the, the kibbutz and the videos that I watched, it wasn't just the barbarous attack on the, the <coughs> excuse me, the, the, the crowd of people that were at this outdoor concert. But I've been to outdoor concerts. I think most people probably have at some point in their life they've gone to an outdoor concert. And, and I have been to those outdoor concerts. 
and they didn't even realize the attack was happening uh, until there was people that were running towards them with blood on their hands um, or were falling to the ground with blood splatter and dying or dead. It was a concert where the attack just didn't even like you didn't even think or understand it was an attack until you you may have already been like dead, walking dead, like you were a dead man walking. That is the reality of the situation that that I witnessed. And it was well planned and it was pre-planned and it was well designed and it was pre-designed and it was orchestrated and it was rehearsed. Over and over again. This was not done fly by night. I, I think that was the other part of watching um, these videos that I also think was the most shocking for me was how organized and well organized and, and, and clearly how they how often they had trained to prepare for this attack. And I look at it and I sit there and I watched it. And there was the, 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 the genuine sick to my stomach part of it. There was the I'm ready to go kill these terrorists part of it. There was the if I didn't have kids, I'd be flying right now to Israel to stand side by side the other people. I went through all those emotions. And what I realized was this administration doesn't have a clue how dangerous the enemy is, how dangerous the extremists are. And most importantly, how vulnerable we are to all of it in America right now. I hope we never get hit by terrorists. But when you know how determined the terrorists are, okay, and that's a large part of this. When you know how determined the terrorists actually are, and you know that you have an open border, which we have. It doesn't take long to figure it out, folks. Okay? It, it doesn't. It doesn't take it long to f- understand what, it, what, what this looks like and what's going to happen if we have an open border when you know what they want to do. I think that's the part that makes me so angry. And I know I'm talking a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to form my words because I'm having to be careful because I am that angry. But if we have a terrorist attack here, I don't think it's going to be what we've seen with these lone wolves. I think it's going to be well organized. I think it's going to be well rehearsed. I think it's going to be by people that want mass carnage, just like we saw in Israel. And we have an administration, a Biden administration, that's completely looking the other way. And you have to ask yourself the question, why? Why aren't they doing more to wake up? Why are they not protecting us at our southern border? And then the question you have to ask yourself is this. Do they even care? Do they care if we get hit? I'm not sure. Do they care if you get hit, if you die? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to make it clear the point I'm, I'm making about this administration is this. I, I don't believe that they care if Americans die at the hands of terrorists. And I'll give you the proof of why I say that, because it's not hyperbole. And I, 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 I'm not making this statement as a political statement. I want you to understand that. The number one killer in this country right now, uh, 49 and under, is fentanyl. And fentanyl comes in from China, and it comes across our southern border. Fentanyl will kill more people this year than all gun violence combined, all gang violence combined. Fentanyl is taking the lives of good people who have no intention of taking some ins- insanely hard drug and-, and-, and risking their lives. That's another part of this that people really need to understand. I'll give you an example. I talked to a mother... I think this was, gosh, I don't know, three weeks ago in person. She walked up to me at an airport and she said, Ben, I really enjoy your podcast and I listen. And I I just want to say thank you for continuing to talk about the crisis with fentanyl. We lost our son. And I said, and I, I, anytime someone walks up to me and tells me something like that, like I want to know more because I, I want them to feel like that story is the most important story in the world in that moment because if you're willing to walk up to me and tell me something like that i want to know everything you want to tell me and i said please tell me about your son and 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 she said my son was 16 years old he was top of his class in high school he played three sports and also played guitar he was driven she said he thought he wanted to be either a lawyer or a politician and uh, we, we joked about that. And she said he was at a friend's house, not partying, studying for their finals. 
midterms, I should say, right? The finals of their, you know, first semester. And his friend said, hey, I got some Adderall. Um, why don't you take one? Now, full disclosure, I did that in high school. I, I, I remember a friend that vividly that was on Adderall. We were cramming all-nighters for our finals, the week of finals, right? I, I'm not a, I was never a kid that did drugs. Uh, in fact, I've never done, done drugs in my entire life. I've never, I've never smoked weed. I've never had a, ate, you know, a gummy or brownie, nothing. And, and part of that is a blessing because we were hit by a drunk driver when I was a kid and he died and, 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 uh, we lived, my family. And that really sobered me, I think, for life. Um, and that was a blessing from that horrific day when that 17 year old kid died driving drunk over 100 miles an hour when he hit her car. But what I, I remember, being at one of my friend's house, and it was tired, it was late, I'd just gotten back from playing in a tennis tournament, I played tennis, and my goal was to, you know, when you're in high school, is, is you, you, you truly believe you're going to go pro, and, and college isn't even like an option, like, yeah, of course I'm playing in college, like, I knew that, that was how I was going to pay for school, but I was going pro, like, I was straight and narrow focus kit. And I'd come back from a tournament, and it was a long weekend, and it was out of town. I was driving when I came back, and I went to his house to go study for, you know, because you have, like, usually one one final or maybe two per day at the most over that finals week. And we were cramming, and I was behind, and he knew I was behind. And he was like, dude, he's like, you're exhausted. And I remember, like, closing my eyes for a half hour. I was like, dude, just take a, a, an Adderall, a Ritalin or Adderall. I can't remember which one it was, but it didn't matter. It was... It was not like I was trying to, to, to get high, right? You're trying to stay awake. And he took it and he was prescribed it. Now, should I have taken an Adderall Ritalin in theory that wasn't prescribed to me? Of course not, right? But, but I also knew it wasn't like I was doing like drugs, all right? All right, this is a prescription. I'm not trying to get high. I'm trying to stay awake. I'm trying to focus. So I took it. Fast forward to college, girl I was dating. She was um, ADD, ADHD, whatever. She had, you know, Ritalin or Adderall, whatever it was. I think it was Adderall. And during finals week, I would take one um, if I needed to, like, you know, stay awake and, and study. That's exactly what her son did in high school. Hit the floor. It was laced with fentanyl. He died. Before anyone could even try to help him, he was dead. That's what's happening to a lot of the kids that are dying of fentanyl. And if you think this administration doesn't know it, they know it. They're getting the letters. They're hearing from the parents. They've seen the testimony. They've seen the parents come and lobby Washington, and they know it. More money is being made off fentanyl right now in the world than any other drug in history. I'm talking about cocaine, I'm talking about marijuana, and it's because they make it into these counterfeit pills. Many of them are pills that you would never risk your life by taking one, uh, you, you talk to what fentanyl does and, and talk to policemen. My my dad works emergency services with the sheriff's department, and they all carry Narcan. And, and all over the country now, Narcan can bring you back to life, in essence, if you have an OD. And a lot of times it's because of fentanyl. And Narcan is many police departments and fire departments are running through their entire year's allotment for their budget for for fentanyl uh, or excuse me for um the jab to save you from an over overdose in like a month month and a half two months into their fiscal budget year because that's how much narcan they're having to use to save people's lives many of them are 
individuals just like this lady who camped in the airport's son, who's like, my kid didn't do drugs. My kid was studying for an exam. Like, as parents, should we have done a better job of saying no matter what it is, don't take it? Maybe, but we're also realists. Like, I, I'm not sure I know anyone in high school that didn't take an Adderall or Ritalin that, quote, wasn't that wasn't prescribed to them at some point when they were studying for a test at some point in high school or college. Like, I, I mean, I in my whole life, I probably took a total of, I don't know, seven different Adderalls or Ritalin over my entire high school so that's four years college, four years and eight years. So less than one a year, probably maybe one a year on average. I think I took my first one. I was, I could drive. So 16. So what is that? My sophomore year when kids are dying from fentanyl at that level on something that I would describe as being that innocent with no intent to even get high or to feel like you're on a drug for, for fun, for sport, right? For partying purposes. Her son was going for Valley Victorian of the class, top of his class, and it cost you your life. Yeah, as parents, we've got to tell our kids even that's no longer safe. It was, by the way, I think it was safe back when we did it. There was no such thing as fentanyl or running around like it is now and fake bills. But if you think this administration cares if you die in a terrorist attack on American soil, you're wrong because there's a terrorist attack that's a, a, a deadly killer that's the number one killer in america that's happening right now and they're doing nothing to stop that drug from coming across our southern wide open border they're bringing it across the border so why would you think if the number one killer 49 and under this year is fentanyl why do you think they'd care if they're letting actual terrorists into this country like if you want to know what this election to me is honestly about like what it's really about it's about these issues we have a president that is not um, compassionate, kind, loving, understanding, and most importantly, a protector. He is not a protector of the American people from people that are doing bad things. That's what you need to understand. He is not protecting people who he knows are vulnerable. If there is a terrorist attack in this country whether it's in the run month of Ramadan or, or after, and we find out that the majority of the people that were involved in the attack, or if not all of them, came across a wide-open southern border, should there be hell to pay for that? Yes. I'm not sure there will be, though. Because I don't, under, I don't think the, the Democratic Party truly understands just how bad things actually are. Like, I don't think they understand. I, I, I mean this. I don't think they understand what they like that there are human beings in america that look to a president to lead and protect and defend us and they don't seem to care that is not somebody that we want to be president of the united states of america by the way make sure by the way that you share this podcast with your family and friends hit that little forward arrow and text it or put it on social media so other people can hear about this story about how dangerous our open border is while the media does everything it can to try to shut you down, silence us and make sure no one knows what's really happening. Also, hit that auto download or subscribe button so you get this podcast each and every day for free. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 